What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray and I'm joined as always by Paul Stewart. Hey Paul, how's it going? I'm all right, but it's still going to always will be Dallas forever, Philly for never. Like I, I will keep saying that. So regardless of the loss last week, I'm still feeling quite optimistic because at least last week we actually had some fight regardless of how terrible the refereeing decisions were regardless of how amazing Dak Prescott played last week, I'm st- I'm, I don't feel as bummed out from that loss, if I'm being perfectly honest, compared to San Francisco and Arizona. So I'm not and as bummed out. And I don't out. think you should be. I think a lot of us feel the same way, and I apparently the locker room feels felt the same way too. Yeah. Um, Mishota and Saad both made note of the fact that he said this was like the least loss like locker room I've been in ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, 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 it, it almost felt like they won. <laughs> I, I can't, it felt like you were playing against two teams in that game, if that makes sense. You were playing mm-hmm. against the Eagles, but you were also playing against the referees. Although, <laughs> although we did get some decisions in our favor at the tail end of the game, but it was the no calls that were the deciding factor, like the holding on Parsons, the uh the constant jumping off sides for lame johnson all those type of things were just not getting picked up by the referees and i'm just like seriously and but hey that's what it is we've got them at week 14 we're gonna absolutely smash them across the face when it comes to the rematch <laughs> i'm telling you right now mm. but yes but other than that i'm feeling great i'm i'm after just like looking at this entry report for the new york giants right now I have to say, it's like, if we don't win this game by 20 plus points, I'd be, I would consider that a loss, if I'm being honest. I mean, I'm calling for another shutout, baby. Like, (laughs) yeah, you have to, you really have to right now, because right now, the New York Giants are currently last, nearly last in every statistic right now, like in terms of points per game, in terms of turnovers, in terms of everything. They're, they're near enough the la, la, uh, the worst team in the NFL in terms of nearly every statistic right now. Not to mention, Daniel Jones is out for the season. They've got a massive injury list in terms of for this game alone. Um, their only weapon they've got is Saquon Barkley. And let's be honest, he's not been setting the world on fire this season as well. Like, he's actually kind of like, and this is kind of more of a debate, but... Um, he's kind of like more or less the same statistics as Tony Parlard, and we all know the Dallas Cowboys' Russian um, offense is not exactly that great either right now. So it's 
everything in the, is in our favor right now. But I mean, I'll go down the injury list right now. So as of right now, um, the, as of right now, Dane Belton, defensive back, uh, he's fully practiced. He will be playing. Paris Campbell, Campbell uh, the wide receiver, he's questionable, which is uh, a bit going to be a bit of a loss because he seems to be the guy that seems to be kind of doing quite a fair bit at the moment for uh, the Giants. Uh, Joshon Corbin, running back, he's questionable. Mark Glowinski, the offensive lineman, did not practice all week and he is questionable. Sean Harlow, offensive lineman, um, he, he's had full practice, he's likely to play. Adoe Jackson, concussion protocol we had, for, uh, the defensive back, he is out, uh, which is a big loss for the Giants. Dion Jackson, the running back, he is out. Dexter Lawrence, their starting uh, t- defensive tackle, he did play uh, full participation on Friday and he will likely to play. Evan Neal is out. They're starting r- left tackle, I believe it is. Um, Aziz Ologirari, uh, he's questionable. Justin Pugh is fully practiced and Andrew Thomas is full practice. So they've got two of those big name offensive linemen they've got coming back, but they could have almost had a whole new shift of an offensive line, even with a backup quarterback and Tommy DeVito as well. Tommy DeVito. Every time I'm about to say his name, I have to double check that I'm not about to say Danny DeVito. It's really messing with my head. <laughs> every time every time I, I try and say his name, I, I'm so tempted just to do that with my hands. Like, DeVito. Uh, hey. yeah. <laughs> Very Italian of you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey. It's a, little, it's a little like Danucci. You get the. Um... Ah, it was, it's, we're getting the same vibe with the Danucci. Like, yeah. Danucci. <laughs> exactly. Well, okay. So you never want to look past a team. And I wouldn't never. suggest doing that here, obviously. Um, but. We learned, you know, we, yeah, given... we learned our lesson in that one. We learned our lesson in that. Right. I would hope so. Um, given that, you know, they've been giving up about like 155 yards of offense like each game and we're hitting about 175 I reckon you know there there's moments where you're going to be able to do some things that maybe you want to get more comfortable with like maybe a little more Brandon Cooks maybe you're you know moving guys around in coverage on the defense what are some things that you're going to pay attention to see if they like at least maybe if they try something out. I want to see more Brandon Cooks being involved. Because yeah. like, <laughs> it's going to draw a bit more frustrating now that we've brought in Brandon Cooks this offseason with high expectations to really help our offense. And don't get me wrong, he has been helping. He's been helping separation to allow C.D. Lamb get open and stuff like that. He's, he's turning heads to grant like give him focus and it just leaves like single coverage and likes a lamb and single coverage and likes a gallop and all the tight ends which is fine but i would like to see cooks be more involved like being given more targets in the game so i hope that's the case especially with the fact that like like adobe jackson and stuff like that is going to be out um not to mention a uh, i'm trying to remember the player that a New York Giants just traded to the Seahawks. It was a, they're one of their starting defensive tackles, actually. 
Um, it'll come back to me, but basically, they're only down to Dexter Lawrence. I know he's not going to be covering Brandon Cooks, but still, it's going to ease the pressure and likes of Dak Prescott to give him more time to actually deliver the ball out. So, and more less pressure to our offensive line. But um, I really want to see Terrence still have a comeback game. Like last week, I thought that was one of his worst performances in the Cowboys uniform. So I hope he can really, like, this should be a, a confidence boost game for him. It should. And yeah, that's the two things. That is my two big concerns for this game is Terrence Steele and uh, Brandon Cooks to, like, really outshine the performance on the defensive side of the ball. We need to take every advantage and make turnovers left, right, and center. Like, and again, what you're kind of saying is, like, yeah, we don't know too much about Danny. Uh, I almost said it. I almost said it. <laughs> almost said it there. Tommy DeVito. It's so hard. It, it, it's, it just rolls off your tongue. Oh, my I God. I know. <laughs> but, but for the defense, regardless who the quarterback is, right, obviously Tyra Taylor's out, Danny Jones is out. This guy, Tommy DeVito, he's an unknown. We don't know. Like, yeah, his stats are really terrible right now but you don't want to give him the benefit of doubt. You want to treat him as if you are still playing, like say their starting quarterback. You really want to put the pressure onto him. So we really want to make him basically give up, essentially. We don't want to kind of like feel sorry for the Giants in any way, shape or form. You basically want to nail the coffin in their season already. Yeah. I know know Demarcus Lawrence does, because every time he plays the Giants... He wants to make them suffer, <laughs> and that's that's the fact. Like he loves him a quarterback, you know. Oh, like after I, I, I want saying, him to like sack uh, Tommy and just be like, "Welcome to the NFL, baby." <laughs> <laughs> you imagine if you would be like, "Hey, welcome to the NFL." Welcome to the NFL. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I think that's uh, I'm taking credit for that. <laughs> There's no way, but that would be really funny. <laughs> Dilo, if you're if you're listening and watching and seeing this uh, uh, like the short and stuff like that, this will probably be the short now. But if you ever do see that, that has to be the celebration. So I don't think it's like loud and energetic enough for him. He's just gonna be running around like a crazy person after. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> and we love that. Absolutely. Regardless, it's so weird though. Like I would say, Dilo really comes out more aggressive playing the Giants than he does for the Eagles for some reason. I know it's a weird take to say, but the amount of times you see D-Law have that more interaction, like having the more sound base and that, he's more fueled and fired up to really smash New York rather than Philadelphia. I don't know if it's that so much as he knows, like, he knows they're very vulnerable and it's easier for him to get those big plays like that. Not to say, like, I'm not, you're still an NFL team. It's really hard to be an NFL player. I'm not discounting that. But just look at the rosters that he's going up against. Like, just the the sheer, they're so different. So the fact that he's able to, like, get in there and make these big plays, it's it's more something that he's prepared to do when it's the Giants because they're a little bit of a lesser opponent for him. Um, versus you have to mind your P's and Q's as we saw against the Eagles. So I think he might be a little more technically focused on those games. But regardless, I do love the energy no matter what. (laughs) 
Yeah, totally. I'm big baby. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at their their the actual schedule, what they've done so far. So obviously, in week one, we set the world on fire on them by being <clears> uh, <throat> completely yeah. completely shutting out the New York Giants, limiting to Daniel Jones to 100 passing yards and Bartlett to 50 rushing yards back in week one. But looking at the rest of the results, so they've won against Arizona. That game was a bit of a weird one, but where they were losing by X amount and came back, that was a weird game to watch. And that kind of gave us the whole misconception about Arizona and the week three for us, because we were expecting us to go in there and absolutely dominate uh, Arizona, but obviously that didn't happen. But all the other games, so... San Francisco, Seattle, Miami, Buffalo, uh, New York, and Las Vegas, sorry, New York Giant, uh, Jets, sorry. So every game from there, they've failed to score. In fact, they've not scored. Yeah, I'm right, actually. They've not scored any more than 20 points. And those other games, the only other game is Arizona, where they won. Um so they were 30 to 12 to San Francisco, 24 to 3 against Seattle, 31 to 16 to Miami, 14 to 9 against Buffalo, 13 to 10 on in overtime, I might add, against the New York Jets, and 30 to 6 against Las Vegas. The only other game they've actually won was against Washington. But even still, that was 14 7. So 36. Th- that Raiders game was nuts. Yeah, it it was a weird one to watch at the same time, but I can't help but just like, I, I you know, it, it kind of goes like, I can't help but laugh at the same time. I feel sorry for them. Like, I feel sorry for the players, but I don't feel sorry for the fans, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. <laughs> just straight away. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what more is there to say on that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, gosh. I'm, yeah. Something that I'm looking to see. I want to see some like. <clears throat> I want to give uh, Marquise Bell some more opportunities to get Absolutely. his like feet wet. Obviously, you know, when LVE's back. Um, Obviously, like that's the vet. He's gonna take all those reps, but like get that stuff in while you can, you know. Absolutely. Um, you know, and maybe like we need to send some guys out to like fiddle with the cornerback situation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing our luck, and I hope I'm not speaking anything into fruition, but um, just have a backup plan there and like get some of those guys out there a little with a little. Izzy, maybe um, like Wanya Thomas, maybe something like that. Get them, get them out trying some things. Yeah, like, have, like get those reps in so you're like comfortable if something ever ha- happens to happen. I totally agree with you. I'm not uh, using this game as a practice, but like you can do stuff to make yourself better going forward, and like this might be a good time to do it. Yeah, I would say I would say, and Mike from UK Cowboys fans and also blogging the boys made a good point where he says, "Yeah, I do like the idea, that, but I wouldn't do that when the game might be so close. I would do it right. if, yeah. if, if we're dominant, like say by 
end of the third quarter and we're like yeah. up by 25 points, then yeah, then bring in your backups, bring in the rotation, bring in all the other guys in to give them some reps to really get them some experience so therefore you can see and analyze them and how like how to go forward with it i mean i mean i do kind of want to see now obviously if the game's close god forbid then don't do anything crazy but like still getting those guys reps next to vets i think is not a bad plan i don't know do you do you feel like that's crazy no, not at all. Not at all. I, t- I, 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 excuse me. I, t- it would be really good just as like likes of Bell and stuff like that. Bell's a really good example. Like he's really yeah. filled in very well to help LVE and stuff like that. I want to get to see, see, obviously see a, a bit more of him and stuff like that. Phil in the Philadelphia game kind of somewhat struggled a little bit. But in terms yeah. of our court and links, our cornerbacks and stuff like that, I do need to question about is Jordan Lewis the guy to really kind of fill in the shoes? I know it's like, so here's the thing, and someone there we kind of raised this. So, all the players that have just came back from injury, right? So, and this is not just on defense, and I, and I apologize, I'm pure jumping into a whole different conversation here. <laughs> so, you've got Jordan Lewis, Terrence Steele, all right. And obviously, this is not injury, but he missed training camp, which was Zach Martin. They have been kind of struggling quite a lot just recently. So, in particular, obviously, still, but we're looking at the pitlights. But like John Lewis, he was caught out quite a lot. He was way out of position, he lost his man in terms of man, uh, uh, man coverage and stuff like that. Felt he was a wee bit of a sitting duck in some parts of the game. If it wasn't for like, uh, Delon Brand, Delon Brand, yeah, he had a good game as well, but there was moments where he kind of got slid or caught out, but he managed to readjust himself, get into the right position, only limiting to uh, AJ Brown to, what, 66 yards in total, even though he did score a touchdown, but yet they, their offense wasn't as dominant people would expect them to be. It's because we did step up, made the adjustments, but there were some players that were struggling to do that. And I think Jordan Lewis was one of them. But in terms of our offensive line, I thought this was a really interesting statistic here. I was on the, the P and everyone knows PFL can be a bit, oh, the God, it could be very like, why do we need to use that for stats and whatever or not? They could provide stats in terms of total pressures and stuff. Like they can t- they can give you an al- analytics in terms of how much of a player's giving up pressures. So go from good to worse, Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith are the best right now. Then it works into Chuma Adoga. Then it's uh, Tyler Bayadish. Then it's Zach Martin. Then it's Terrence Steele. But the but so likes of Zach Martin, he's got he's given up fourteen pressures this year, fourteen. But this is the worst part. Terrence Steele has given up twenty eight, more than double. Then that's that was just, really felt during the Philadelphia game too. It, it, it felt like I during the Philadelphia game for sure, but it has been noted that that's not just the case. It has been in other games as well. The yep. problem has been on the right hand side, so it is something to kind of keep your eye on for sure. So, um, my my concern is is like the players that have just came back from injury are still are still str- struggling, or players have missed out fundamentals in training camp are still struggling, like. Yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. could say even 
our second round draft pick, Luke Shoemaker, is slightly struggling. He's not getting like like don't get me wrong, he's starting to get more involved. And yeah. I still I still think that whole play against Philadelphia, I thought I thought that was still the right call. He made the catch. He did the best in the situation, but yeah, there has been times where, it, in terms of pass blocking and stuff like that, to help that and stuff like that, he has kind of uh, still needs to improve a little bit. But other than that, I think he's probably like the only ex- slight ex- exception. He's like. He's coming back from an injury. He missed a whole joint training camp, but he is slowly getting there game by game by game. But whereas like a steal and stuff like that, it just seems like it's like it's really struggling. It's really struggling just to find that that performance. So hopefully with this game, knowing how bad the Giants are, knowing how bad their injury history are, knowing how bad just literally from top to t- from top to the bottom in terms of the whole roster, the Cowboys should, should, and I'm I'm, I'm going to be saying should quite a lot of this game, should dominate from every aspect of the game. So not to mention, I believe the kicker, Graham Greenow, is even, uh, might be out for this game as well, I believe. I don't think that's actually on the injury report, but I have seen uh, some rumour reports about that. So that's a interesting one as well. So they might not even have their starting kicker, I believe. This was what a uh, Mike was talking. It, it looks like do they have Katie York? Is that? Katie, I believe so. Um, let me just check their roster. Um, let me see. Check the depth chart. So they've got Katie York. Yeah. So Graham Greno is out in IR. But I've got Randy Bullock. So they've got a replacement kicker, but. An okay one, but they've also had to bring back a former punt returner and Gunnar Ozitsky, who's not really played in the NFL for a couple of, I think it's a couple of years, I believe, and he's actually had to force to bring him back. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. 
So that just shows how desperate the Giants are at this moment. You know, it's funny is I wanted us to get Cade York in like one of the later rounds. He went, he went earlier than I thought he went in like the fourth or fifth. He was a tiger. For the I, I was I, I was going to say is like if you were to yeah. bl- the fact that you were bringing up a particular player's name is that like, I it's like what's the You're like, of mm, probably went to LSU yeah 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 like yeah. that's the that's he's the a national o- champion it's fine that's <laughs> the only thing that we always <laughs> reference is if Meg brings up a player I am not so aware of it's like did he play for LSU yes well there you go <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I mean and that's a good point it's crazy honestly I thought. I thought he'd do a lot better. So, you know, whatever. Um, but maybe he'll have a I think they're not it says they're non-committal between Brandy Bullock and Katie York. So Yeah, it's, it's because Grandin was out. The the yeah. they're literally pulling hairs out of their hat right now. They don't they don't even know who they're starting kickers or anything like that. Like they're even struggling with terms of the special teams right now. So this is what I keep saying. It's like throughout the whole board, the Giants are in disarray right now. And it's yeah. it's, not, it's not even funny right now. It's actually, how can a team can still be functional to even go out and still try and perform? Like, you, you might know, as well... I need to, like, wrap my brain around it, too, because I kept saying, like, let's not treat this like a practice. And then I was saying reps instead of snaps. So, like, that's where my head is. Like, <laughs> you know what? You know what it feels like? It's team. It literally feels like the, the the movie The Replacements. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're not the Washington Sentinels. You're actually are the New York Giants. So, but yeah. But I, I'm I get so I'm just looking a uh, on the blog and the boys um of regular season offensive stats for this game, uh and defensive stats. So points per game average. The Cowboys are twenty seven and a half points. The New York Giants are eleven point two points per game. So big, big difference there. On the rushing yards, it's very, very close. We're actually less than the Giants. We're at 111.6 yards, and the Giants are 113.9. So very neck and neck. And that's what I was kind of talking about, like so Saquon and Tony Pollard and their backups and stuff like that. Like, and uh, and I, there is an RB point I want to make, but I'll mention it after I've read the stats here about the our rushing game. Um so, but their passing yards, this is a big difference. Cowboys are 234.9 yards per game. The New York Giants are 155. And the best, but not least, the turnover difference. We are plus five, and the turnover difference is minus four. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Over to the defensive stats. This is where it gets really, really... Uh well, so as of right now, the Dallas Cowboys are in the top five in terms of sacks and total uh, like likes of interception, like t- turnovers in general, fumbles, whatever. We're in the top five, and like I said, the Giants are near enough dead last. So it's going to be hard for the Giants' defense to cause any destruction or or do anything right now because they, they just don't have the presence. They don't have the the drive. I don't think. But reading the stats just now, points per game given up. The uh, Cowboys are 18.5, so we're under the 20 points mark, which is great. Um, the New York Giants are 24.1 yards per game. So there is still some fight in that defense. They, like they've, 
they're not getting completely destroyed in every single game, but it's just it's just not nice to watch. Rushing yards per game given up were 108 yards point so 108.9 yards. The New York Giants are 127.1 yards per game. The passing yards per game, and I get and this is uh nice wee bit of difference here is we're 179.1 yards which in fairness we could be a lot less than that we are a better team than that and the giants are 211.2 yards uh so with that being said the total yards per game we're 288 compared to 338 yards per game so there's a 50 yards difference really in this so um the defensive side is, is a wee bit closer, but the offensive stats are just ridiculous right now. Like, offensively, against this Giants defense right now, there should be no excuses at all to absolutely decimate and try and go for another shout-out in this game. There should be no reason whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> I need to I need to feel... I... I think my brain, like, I don't think they're doing this by all, like, by any stretch of the imagination. It's I definitely, think it's I definitely think the fun. In, but, yeah. like, in my head, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> it's, the, it's the fan, I think it's the fan, yeah. it's the fan mentality. And it's, I feel the exact same way. It's like, I, I expect us to dominate this game, but, yeah. but <laughs> there's always going to be this but, because, We've been stunned before, and we just right. I, I'm more. I think it's more apprehensive, being apprehensive. Yeah. I think, and and this is not giving the Giants any credit. If if if, <laughs> if there's any team that's going to beat the Cowboys, it's the Cowboys right now. Must be like it's Mike McCarthy's against Mike McCarthy. We mentioned well, this a couple of weeks ago. You could have won that Eagles game several times. We, we could have, yeah. Yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, there were some decisions where we could have done this a little bit better, did a little bit, but hey ho, we move on. We we adapt, we learn, yeah. and we've got week 14 to worry about them till then. But mm-hmm. we've got the Giants right now. We so, do. But yeah, I'm just it's I yeah, you know what? I'm going to feel sorry in a way for some of the Giants fans because they're going basically coming to Dallas knowing that they're coming with a, rep- a replacement squad right now. And their ex- and their expectation is not to lose this game by 30 points. That's their <laughs> expectation. So I, I, I kind of feel bad for them in that regard. But at the same time, that's what you get for supporting them. The thing is... If the shoe was on the other foot, they mm. wouldn't feel bad for us. So you're not going to catch me feeling any amount of sympathy for the New York Giants. In fact, like, put put your foot on the gas. Like, <laughs> I just want to blow them out of the water in this game and keep it moving. Yeah, definitely. I Just looking at this roster right now, like, I mean, the the biggest threat I would have I would have said for the New York Giants, and this was coming into the NFL draft, and this was a guy I was really highly touted on was Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver from Tennessee. He's done absolutely nothing since coming to New York. He's not like 
He's not been given much opportunity with the ball. Every time he has the ball, it's been very short yards. He's not been, I don't think he's actually fitting well to their offensive system. Like he's more better suited to a spread offense where that's where New York are not really doing much that like they're kind of being very flex in terms of their offensive options. So um, I don't think they're playing them very, very, like playing them to his ability. You've got Darius Slayton right now, who's probably arguably their best wide receiver right now and one Dale Robinson. But you've also got Sterling Shepard there, who's basically been designated to second string now. A guy that who was pretty much one of their best players two years ago is now pretty much their second string. Um, in terms of our running backs, Saquon Barkley and Matt Breda, I mean, Breda is a good backup running back. I will give them that, but he's pretty much he's going to be there for your sh- uh, short yardage gains type of thing. But when it comes to Dallas on, this is the point I was going to make, is mm-hmm. I want to see more of Rico Dowdo in this game. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> don't get me do wrong. Active Deuce Vaughn, too? I, Just, I, I, I believe we do. Probably not, uh, but it could happen. Uh, no, but the reason I, I want to see more Deuce Vaughn, uh, no Deuce Vaughn, I, I want to see more of Rico I want to see more of Rico Dowdo because he, or like, even though the, the play that got called back because of the, the absolute BS refereeing decision saying that Luke Schumacher was holding, but he was actually pancaking uh, the defensive uh, like defensive player for the Eagles. That was an absolute cross corrupt. But that run from Dowdo was power, speed, and determination. That was a good, like, I think that was like a, a nine-yard gain. Even though it was a nine-yard gain, but you could see the different running style compared to him and Tony Pollard. That is something we are lacking right now in terms of our offensive attack right now and the rushing game. I want to see more of that. I want to mm-hmm. see given more touches to Rico Dowdo because, frankly, and as much as I do love Tony Pollard, but he mm-hmm. is not that type of running back. He's not. He's not going to be the guy who's going to take on three guys on a tackle and still gain you those three extra yards. He's the type of running back that's going to try and sway it away and basically make uh, guys miss, essentially. Yeah. I don't disagree with you there at all. Um, all of that said, do you have a cheeky prediction of the week for me? <laughs> I do have my cheeky prediction of the week. So okay. my, my cheeky prediction is I am going to stick with my guns with the whole Rico Dowdo theme. There you go. Rico, Rico Dowdo is going to get an R touchdown this game. Like, and to follow that one up, I am going to say, oh, one for the defense, one for the defense. I did have it in my head and I forgot. I'm going to say Demarcus Lawrence, two sacks. Oh, okay. did I just. That did, was mine. How dare you? Did I just steal your thunder there? You did. <laughs> I was I was teetering between two and three, and you went with two. So I'm gonna say three. <laughs> oh, that 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 is getting clipped. That one. <laughs> I can't look at this guy stealing my cheeky prediction of the week. Mystic Paul strikes again. <laughs> He's just trying to swoop my stuff over here. Unbelievable. Oh <laughs> uh, well, if that's the case, then let me. I'll try and find for a different scenario. So I'll let you have Demarcus Lawrence then, if you want. Okay. 
right? So oh, I, you'll let me have it. Thank I'll, you. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it, Chris. I just saw the shock factor in your face there. It's like, <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, this is a good one, actually. Mind we were talking about players that needs to be more involved and stuff like that. Yeah. Mazzy Smith. Mazzy Smith. That's the one. Mazzy Smith will get two tackles for loss and uh, will basically limit Saquon Barkley to no more than 50 yards in this game. To, I love it. I, I'm not calling I for I'm, I am not calling for any sacks from Mazzy Smith. I'm calling for tackles for loss. Hey, baby steps. I'll take hey, it. Baby steps, yeah. So there we um, go. Obviously, you know my uh, defensive prediction, um, but... I'm going to go with two Brandon Cooks touchdowns. All right. I want to see some. I Brandon hope that's the case. At my boy. See, I was I was going to say Brandon Cooks, and I thought that ah, maybe a bit of two of us because we're all rooting for him. Like, we want yeah. Cooks to be involved in this game. We, we, yeah, let Cooks like, cook. Exactly. Like, we know how good of a player he is. He's probably one of been the most consistent players in the NFL in the past yeah. 10 years. Like nearly every year, every team has been to. It's been like a thousand yard seasons, at least 10 touchdowns. Here, it, it just seems to be like he's not been able to get the opportunity to do that and flourish and really spread out the football and really and make an impact. I really hope this could be the start of that in this game is how to like how are we going to utilize Cooks in this yeah. game? So what more better to do it than a team like New York right now who are in complete disarray right now. So They've I been trying to figure out how to scheme him in, and I think this is a good time to do your do your worst, do your best. Not even that, <laughs> even after the bye week, even yeah. against even against the Panthers. That could yeah, be, yeah like, keep it going. In fact, no, wait, bye weeks. It's not bye week. It's, it's you're Panthers then. the Panthers next, yeah. Yeah, Panthers, Panthers then by week. Sorry. Yeah. So the week no, after. No bye week. No bye week. We already had our bye week, you goober. Oh, oh, so we did. Oh, crap. Oh, yeah. I, As someone who's about to go to the game after the Panthers game, I'm surprised by your brain and how it's working right now. <laughs> leave, me, leave, leave me be. It's a it's different time zone. I do apologize, folks. <laughs> there's also apparently another rogue week in there before we get to thanksgiving so. no apparently so yeah i think i need to buy week more than anything right now <laughs> uh, or maybe you're just like you know what i my brain will be on vacation the boys are just gonna knock this one out of the park dolly parton's gonna be in the building like what more exactly i'll be like i'm working nine till five all the way up till i get into that flight <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking of right now. I am going to be Dolly Parton <laughs> onto that plane. So, um... Uh, <laughs> Alrighty. Well. We haven't done I... a score... Pre- we, haven't done, we, haven't, we haven't done the score predictions yet, so we still need... Oh, to... yeah. Sorry. Oh, oh, my goodness. Look at ah. me. Score prediction. Give it to me. Suck it to me. My dream scenario would be... It's going to be a complete killing. It's going to be worse than the Miami Dolphins Denver Broncos game. It's going to be 65 Cowboys New York free. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> I'm not joking. Like, that's literally oh like, 
I know, I know, I know that is probably the biggest stretch of any game I've ever done in my life. But how can you not? Like the fact is, we are 17.5 points minus, like minus that in the spread right now. That's that's massive. I while I'm with you, um <laughs> but you disagree. I, okay, here's my logic to what I'm about to say. Um Look, if Mike McDaniel's isn't gonna go six, like do that extra touchdown to like make the record, like Mike McCarthy's not gonna do that either. So <laughs> I'm gonna do something more like you know, like the first of the season, probably like um, a a forty two to zero. Like I said, that was my dream no scenario. Point, that was that Sorry. was my that was my dream prediction. Based on like like, like based yeah, on no, first of all, I'm I'm here for it. I just don't think Mike McCarthy will do it. <laughs> Could you imagine if that actually happened though? Again, I can't um stress enough how much I do not care about the feelings of the New York Giants. I don't care. Mm-hmm. If if we hurt your feelings, I'm sorry. I I'll get over it. <laughs> ah, forget about it. What? Okay. They they don't feel any sympathy for me. I ain't gonna feel any sympathy for them. That's true. So, so but, keep it keep it moving. <laughs> so, so, I'll give you my logical prediction now. My logical. Okay. It's very similar <laughs> to what you just said there. Very yeah. similar. I'm more. I'm still gonna say. Three, it's gonna be three points to the Giants. Still, I do not okay. think. I do not think they're gonna get anything into our end zone at all. Um. Even knowing that now Graham Jarno is now injured, I think it's going to be even very difficult to know what kicker is going to be kicking and given in the fact that our special teams are on fire right now, three points is actually being generous right now. I'm being honest. So I'm going to say more logically, it's going to be 38 to three for the Cowboys. That's the okay. more that's the more logical approach, but sixty five is like the, the dream prediction. Now, if we get into the sixties, y'all better flood his mentions. Hey, I'll if we or anywhere we, close to it, honestly, because I'll be shocked if we even hit above sixty. I'll be flexing all the way to the airport. Forty five. I will be like, what the? Actually, I don't. We will. Yeah, like, and it's we we can't call it a sixty burger. It has to be sixty bunt ends. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, you see what I did there. You see what I did. <laughs> for more insight like this, be sure to check out bloggingtheboys.com for everything that is going on with the Dallas Cowboys. Also, um, there is a podcast for you to listen to every single day. Uh, so be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and listen wherever you listen to podcasts. And tell Paul that you think he's an absolute nut job for the 65. 65- <laughs> Hey, that's facts. I am a nut job, so I can't complain with that. 65 <laughs> stars for Paul. 65. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Until next week, go Cowboys.
What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.